Welcome to this edition of Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Janet Atkinson, Director of Public Affairs, and we have a special topic we're digging into this week, and it has to do with this follow-up to the drought that Missouri has been experiencing throughout the summer, and of course the mass rainfall that we've also experienced in recent weeks. We are joined by Dr. John Bollinger. He is a doctor of veterinary medicine based out of Tipton, Missouri. And Dr. Bollinger, there has been a unique situation that's arisen in central Missouri where we've had some major, major drought for a long period of time. But then, of course, this uh, late late summer shower <laughs> times 20 that uh, has also changed things around. So, yeah, we've seen an explosion of grass here recently in the last couple of weeks um, following that rain. And um, with that, you know, we've seen... Um, a lot of forages come back and people are really, um, they're, they're ready to get the cows back on some of that fresh pasture. So. And so what has arisen? What's been the problem here? Um, so we had, a, um, we had a herd that, you know, sometimes with those grasses, especially like a Johnson grass in particular, um, when those grasses are growing and they're young, they can produce prussic acid, um, which can be toxic to cattle. And is there a certain growth stage where the toxicity is the most extreme that we have to be worried about? Yeah, with prussic acid, we think it's the it concentrated most um, when the plant is less than 24 inches tall. So as that plant matures and the Johnson grass gets taller, um, we see less prussic acid in them. How can we be aware if it's an issue in our pasture? Um, I mean, do we need to test before we turn the cattle out if it's under 24 inches or is it always a risk that we just need to be always aware of? Um, it's always a risk we need to be aware of, um, especially in a drought year um, that tends to accumulate a little bit more. Um, so one of the things that's recommended is when you are going to look to turn cattle out um, is to make sure they are full before you turn them out into lush um, new growth so that they don't go in there and consume a lot and tank up on it really fast. Um, that will that's helpful um, and as well some people will even try to start by gradually introducing cattle into new pastures so in this situation um, how long does this problem I guess rear its ugly head that you know you've got a situation so uh, once cattle consume um, Johnson grass that has the prussic acid they die very quickly so um, you know we had heard that you know it was within uh, four hours what we saw the death loss. What do we do in that instance? I mean is there anything that we can do to uh, save the rest of the herd? I mean is there something we can give them or feed them or do for them to try and uh, salvage whatever we can? Yeah you know the first thing that um, to do whenever you see a situation like that when you move cattle into a new pasture is to try and get them off that pasture as quickly as possible. Um, that's just a good thought process in any time you see um, a lot of death loss or a lot of cattle acting sick to try to get them back off um, so that they can that's the best first treatment. Now you also mentioned that uh, making sure that you do this in a somewhat gentle manner is very important as well. Right so um, with prussic acid um, toxicity um, they get a build up of cyanide they have trouble with oxygen delivery to the tissue um, so they're already having trouble getting oxygen so we want to be handle those cattle extremely low stress during that time frame so that uh, we're not compounding the problem of oxygen deprivation. Have you seen an occurrence like this before? Um, this is the first occurrence. You know, I think this is a unique year with the long-standing drought that Missouri has been going through and then all of a sudden a lot of late rain in the summer. Um, it's kind of unique. It's the first time I've been involved in suppressic acid. 
as you say, this is a unique situation, but what's the best thing we need to keep in mind as we move forward to try and prevent this in our herd? So yeah, so what we want to do is we want to uh, remember that, you know, sometimes those with Johnson grass in particular, it's a little tricky. That is, you know, that lush growth, regrowth. We want, you always want to be cautious with that whenever uh, cattle, turning cattle back out onto that until it's gotten a little bit taller. Um, you know, we also want to remember um, in the winter time with prussic acid, you have to worry about it again. When we get a killing frost, um, it releases that prussic acid again throughout the entire plant. Um, so we want to pull cattle off Johnson grass uh, for about seven days after that killing frost later this fall. Well, anything else that you want folks to know in this kind of a situation or if they've even lost a couple head? I mean, where do you go from here? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, one of the things that's helpful, especially if you want to get a determination, is contact um, a veterinarian early to try and get samples because it's really hard to make a diagnosis of this because the, the prussic acid will leave the body pretty quickly after the cows die. So um, early detection um, and notification helps a lot. Are you collecting, whenever you're testing the animals, are you collecting blood samples to, to send off to the lab or what are you collecting to, to get those tests? Yeah, what we try to collect is we, we want to get rumen contents for sure is a lot of them. Um, we also get some muscle, muscle tissues um, and some liver tissues to send off. Um, and we, we need to freeze those contents, to, um, those samples when we take them. You, you mentioned that immediately, just as you said, to keep the the gases from being released into the atmosphere and disappearing or dissipating. Um, also, how long does the test take to make that happen? So um, the press get, that test actually takes a little time. It can take five to ten days to get that testing done, um, which is a little bit frustrating at times, um, just because you want to find out as early as you can. So, but we can do some other testing much quicker and rule out some other possible. Uh, diseases and other toxicities a little quicker as well. In the situation that's already occurred this summer, have you had the chance to rule out some other things? So yeah, we've been able to rule out some others. We've had some negative nitrate um, samples. We've had some, we've ruled out infectious diseases already. We've had a lot of negative tests on different ones of those as well. Now we are also joined by Davin Altoff. Davin is the Director of Marketing and Commodities with the Missouri Farm Bureau. And so Davin is uh, been connected with the, the various ag agencies within uh, Missouri agriculture. And Davin, of course, there's a number of programs that come to mind whenever we talk about these mass losses that sometimes occur in our livestock industry. Uh, any suggestions for folks who have experienced anything like this? So, Jana, what I would recommend producers do is contact their local USDA Farm Service Agency. There are several programs available through the local USDA Farm Service Agency. The programs may not be relevant in all cases, but I, I would highly recommend that any producer that has experienced a loss uh, check with their local Farm Service Agency. Uh, there's programs such as the Livestock Indemnity Program that may or may not qualify in certain situations, but uh, it doesn't hurt for a producer to, to, to check out those resources in the event you have a loss. Um, there may be assistance available. And what about as far as whenever you come to disposal of significant numbers of livestock, do we know if there's any programs available that can help with that kind of mass disposal? So I, I would certainly work with your local veterinarian when it comes to a loss like this. Certainly, you know, the local veterinarian is going to have a recommendation as it relates to potentially, as, as Dr. Bollinger mentioned, you know, uh, doing the, the sampling, but, but also 
uh, from disposal, uh, their local veterinarian will have recommendations in terms of how to dispose of, of the loss. Well, gentlemen, would either of you have something else you'd like to add? That's head shaking, no. I would just say, you know, as, as Dr. Bolander mentioned, you know, just, just be on the lookout. And, um, you know, in a situation like this, um, you know, coming off a drought, and as a producer myself, you know, we, you know, we were jumping with joy with this rain that we had. And, and uh, oftentimes coming out of a drought like this, the first thing you're looking for is try to get those cattle uh, on fresh pasture. Um, just, just don't let your guard down and make sure that if there is Johnson grass uh, or other grasses that uh, are in a family of Johnson grasses, uh, just to be on the lookout. Another good opportunity to kind of reconnect with your local agronomist to make sure that you've got the right thing going on in your pastures. And one more time, you want to wait until the grass is how tall for Johnson grass before you turn them out? Uh, at least 24 inches tall. With the rains we've had lately, it hasn't taken too long to definitely get the grass growing, but uh, 24 inches does take a little bit of time for sure. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for taking the time to chat with us again, talking with Dr. Bollinger and also Davin Altoff, Davin with the Missouri Farm Bureau, and Dr. Bollinger, veterinarian based out of Tipton, Missouri. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. You've been listening to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau.